What is going on, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, cats and dogs? You are listening to another episode of The Wrestling Geek, and as always, I'm your host, Ryan, a.k.a. Mr. Showtime. We're going to turn that uh, turn that intro music now. It's a little loud there. Kind of woke everybody up. At least woke me up there. Um, it is super late right now. It's uh, where I'm located. I'm Eastern Time. It's 11.36 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We just got done watching uh, All In on the Fight Network or on the Fight Fight TV app. And uh, holy crap, man. It, it was it was awesome. That's all I can really say about that. I kind of wanted to take some time to uh, to kind of go over it. And, uh, and there goes my phone blowing up right now. Good Lord. I'll try to silence that. Sorry about that, everybody. Uh, my phone's been blowing up all night because we've been doing live tweets during the uh, during the pay-per-view, and um, yeah, man, it, it was so good. So I wanted to run down the card. Uh, we, let's see, we, um, everybody's uh, in different locations today. Uh, we had people have some family stuff going on, and um, you know, some people actually went to the. There was a house show for SmackDown in town. I chose not to go to that tonight, uh, just so we could, um, so I can watch all in, really, you know. Um, and I, one thing, side note, uh, I got a brand new microphone, um, so if anything sounds, you know, different or weird, kind of, this is literally the first broadcast we're doing with the new equipment. So um, um, just a quick, you know, quick uh, programming note, I guess I can say. Um, so. This pay-per-view, this event, this this whole weekend, like, festival has been something that, you know, I've been kind of following since they've announced it. Okay, uh, I know there was, there was rumors and then it became a thing almost a year ago. I want to say almost a year ago. Was, I think it was, like, at least six months ago they were talking about it, you know? Like, we knew it was going to happen. We knew we were going to be getting all in. Um, then we, you know, and then we figure out the venue. Then the whole thing about are, are the Bucks and Cody going to sell out a 10,000-seat arena? You know, that's that's one thing there, too. But uh, I tell you what, man, it's just... I, I honestly think that it was a huge success. And I'll say this. For, I want to say, maybe the last few months or so, I've been, me, personally, it's been hard for me to kind of um, just get into wrestling. You know, I, I, I've gone to shows, um, I've, you know, I still watch Raw and SmackDown. In fact, this past week, I chose not to watch Raw or SmackDown live. Like, I, I watched them in the replays on Hulu and whatnot. Um, watched NXT, didn't catch any of 205 Live, but, um, it's, I think sometimes as wrestling fans, we can get burnt out. It's, it's really possible for that to happen. And, uh, that definitely happened to me, you know, and I mean, professional wrestling, it's definitely one of the, you know, top things in my life. You know, it's definitely something that I've grown up with. It's something that... I follow, I collect as far as merchandising goes. You know, I have a, I have a freaking podcast, you know, for professional wrestling. 
But I think that I was going through some just this weird, um, this weird, I don't know if it was just oversaturation of wrestling or if I just was, I just wasn't into it for like the last couple weeks or so, about, about, about like the last month. And then, you know, we were talking about All In, me and a couple of the guys from the show, me and DFN and, and Hammer, uh, we're kind of talking about the uh, 2K19 game. Uh, this week, also, New Japan, uh, not New Japan, but uh, let's say New Japan World. Uh, Fire Pro Wrestling World came out this week. Uh, I have not picked it up because I'm still going through my my uh, wrestling. I don't my, I don't like wrestling right now situation. But um, as this weekend kind of kicked in, you know, I realized, okay, hey, I got a three-day weekend. It's Labor Day weekend. Um my wife happened to be out of town. I love my wife with all my heart, but, you know, sometimes it's nice to just having a place to yourself. It's kind of like when mom and dad go away for the weekend. It's kind of like that. Um, realized that I had nothing to do this weekend. I got all my, uh, all the stuff done around the house. You know, house is clean, bills are paid, uh, laundry's done, grass is cut, all that stuff. So my only plan for today was to get some groceries, get some snacks, and watch all in. And that's what I did. And, you know, I paid the $40. I didn't try to pirate it or anything like that. I know some people, they still do. They try to go on to these torrent sites and whatnot and get live feeds. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy the pay-per-view. It was $39.99. I got a 4 four or $5 credit through the Fight app. And I, I, I go through the Fight app a lot if I... I'm going to order something, like if I'm going to order a TNA pay-per-view, I keep calling them TNA. If I'm going to order an Impact pay-per-view, I'll, I'll go through the Fight app. And that's what we did today. Um, as far as any kind of issues with the stream, there was, I think like the app was acting real funky right when they went live for about a minute or two. And then all I had to do was reboot. I was watching it on uh, Roku Smart TV. I said to restart the TV and... And it was fine. I had no stream interruptions, no uh, audio issues, no uh, picture issues or anything like that. Uh, I got to say this, that the quality, the production quality of the show was phenomenal. And I, I, this is a 45-minute show, and I'm not going to be able to get everything in here. I'm probably going to have to do a follow-up show, but I just kind of wanted to give my thoughts uh, on All In. Now, I didn't get a chance to watch the zero hour pre-show i thought it would have been on the fight app like if you were going to buy the pay-per-view uh you get the the pre-show but i guess that's not the case the thing is i don't get wgn america i actually don't have cable um i i pay for hulu like hulu live but um wgn's not on there and i got wwe network and uh, i actually have global wrestling network because i sold all my tna dvds so i i have that in case i really want to go back and watch uh some impact wrestling which i do from time to time actually uh especially like their twitch specials and all that and like the exclusive specials for the gwn so nice little uh break from wwe um what was i was kind of was going off on a tangent what was i talking about the fight app um no, I, I there was no no production issues, no no picture, no no audio issues, no feed issues or anything like that. Um, I will, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wasn't able to watch the uh, uh, the pre-show, so I did find. I guess I could say I kind of cheated a little bit. 
I went on Facebook and there was some kid streaming. Uh, he had like a TV in his background. Like literally this kid's like sitting in his kitchen and he has like, uh, like a metal shelf with a bunch of action figures and just like a TV kind of like propped in there, like, like diagonal and just really didn't look clean, but he was showing, uh, the battle Royal on, uh, WGN. It was backwards. So I guess that was okay. Um, let's turn the, turn the, uh, audio down. So I don't have to listen to, uh, a nine year old commentating over this. But, um, from what I saw it, it, the, uh, battle Royal looked like it was pretty fun. I didn't get to see too much of it. Um, but I did get to see the finish where, uh, Flip Gordon came in. Looks like Bully Ray was going to win. And, uh, you know, he got Cole Cabana over the top. It looks like he won. And, um, Bully Ray, there was like a masked guy that came in the ring, super kicked him and threw him over the top. Happened to be Flip Gordon. So now Flip Gordon went from all out to all in. Of course, the winner of this, uh, battle Royal, they were going to be facing Jay Lethal for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship on the show. Um, the other match that happened on the pre-show, and I wasn't able to see this at all. This was SoCal Uncensored, taken on the Briscoes. Uh, SoCal won. I didn't see any of it. Hopefully they show maybe like clips of it on, on YouTube or maybe on the next episode of Being the Elite. Because um, I really do like SoCal Uncensored. Um, not the biggest fan of the Briscoes, but I, could, I definitely... When I watch their matches, I really get into them. So maybe I am kind of a fan of the Briscoes. They're just not like my go-to tag team. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I what I saw of the uh, of the pre-show. The I guess you can call it that. Um, again, like I said, there was some right when the the show went live. I mean, just, how Fight Network works is I uh, our Fight app or Fight TV uh, F I T E because I know there's Fight F I G H T which doesn't happen, then there's FITE that has it. Um, I bought the pay-per-view last night. I paid for it, and it just lets me know when it's on the air. So I went over there, and I want to say it was only like two or three minutes I didn't see. So I didn't see if there was like a, a video package intro, and then I didn't see the uh, the entrance of the first competitor. So the, the first match we opened up with was Matt Cross. Uh, everybody knows Matt Cross. Uh, M-Dog 20, Son of Havoc from Lucha Underground. Uh, just phenomenal high flyer um, off the indie scene. He was taking on MJF, who I sincerely believe, like, this guy is a true heel. I, I've seen him live at AIW a few times. I've seen him on the Joey Janela special. Um, and this guy, he's like one of those guys you just love to hate, you know? And uh, this one was pretty good. It was a nice opener. Uh, the psychology was really good because MJF kept working on the on the shoulder because his finisher is an arm bar, I believe. Uh, and I apologize. I'm, I'm not too familiar with the guy, but I have seen him a good amount of times. Um, Matt Cross did get the win with a picture perfect. Uh, so I was going to say sunset flip uh, shooting star press and um, nice, nice opener. You know, uh, the whole psychology is MJF is, you know, he's the future. He's bad guy, this and that. And he's making fun of Matt Cross, calling him old, you know, I mean, Matt Cross has got some gray hair. Who cares, right? You can still kick anybody's ass in the ring, right? Son of Havoc, right? Fun opener. Uh, couldn't ask for anything else. Um, uh, commentary was great. We had um, 
uh, I cannot remember the guy from from Ring of Honor, like the main dude with the glasses. I'm so bad at this. Trust me, I, I I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think I just embarrassed myself in front of all the wrestling fans. But Don Callis, aka Cyrus, and uh, I, I don't know if that was Delirious. I don't think it was Delirious. I, I can remember who the guy was. The other guy uh, commentating. I, I really wasn't paying too much attention to the commentary, but um, they really got into it, which was great. Um, next match was Christopher Daniels taking on uh, Stephen Amell. Uh, Stephen Amell, first thing, I'm happy that you got some gear made for this match. Uh, looked really good. He got the Vigilante Club vest, and he had the uh, the leather pants. So, you know, look, he really looked the part of a professional wrestler on this show. And um, Chris Daniels, of course. I mean, the one thing I got to say about Christopher Daniels is that, like, I watched him when he was in TNA. I loved him when he was in TNA. Um and that's when he was the Fallen Angel, when he was doing the stuff uh, with Kazarian, when he was uh, like the, the creepy Fallen Angel guy, when he was feuding with Sting in like 07. I watched some old, like, uh, old indie stuff of his, like from, I think it was U, UPW or something like that. Uh, but always been a big fan of Christopher Daniels. And it's just, it's just amazing how his career has such longevity how he's so consistent. Uh, I don't remember him ever really having like time off for injuries or whatnot, but no matter where he goes, he always excels. Like, And he always reinvents himself. I loved him in this match. This was a really good match for the fact that I think a lot of people, they weren't expecting much from Stephen Amell, but he definitely delivered. Like He, he held his own with, uh, with uh, Christopher Daniels. Um, is this the one I'm trying to think this isn't the one I thought this is the one we had yeah we had Jerry Lynn as the uh, special referee here so that was that was actually really badass um, and Jerry Lynn looks like he could still go too which was awesome um, there's some nice spots um, like good chain wrestling from both men um, some nice high flying spots there was a table spot where it was real weird, like, Daniels, like, got slammed. It, the table was set up on the outside of the ring. Daniels looks like he was going to try to super, superplex uh, Amel to the outside. Uh, Amel throws him off. Daniels hits the apron and falls down, but then just puts himself on the table. So I don't know if they try to make it like, you know, Amel didn't notice, so he's trying to, like, um, coerce him into trying to put uh, – you know, jump off the top rope and, and put Daniels through the table. He did do that. Daniels did move. Um, really nasty table spot. But uh, it was it was a great finish uh, to the match. Uh, Daniels did get the win with the best moonsault ever. Uh, cool thing about this is that they shook hands at the end, you know. A lot of good sportsmanship, and uh, this, this feud seems to be over. But, hey, man, I'd like to see Stephen Amell in the ring again, honestly. Uh, next match, this is actually one of my favorite ones, and this is one that had a lot of the competitors that I've seen live, a lot of them that I followed um, from watching on television as well. This was the Fatal 4-Way, or the 4-Corner Survival Match, with uh, Tessa Blanchard taking on Chelsea Green and um, Madison Rain, and then, of course, Britt Baker. Dr. Britt Baker, we have to say that now. 
Uh, on commentary, we had Mandy Leone. We had uh, Tennille Dashwood, a.k.a. Emma. Uh, they were kind of hyping up uh, Tennille's uh, Women of Honor uh, championship match that's coming up. So they they kind of... What I liked about the show is they still blurred the lines between the different... Um, the different companies and the different uh, the different storylines that were going on, but they still acknowledged what was what, which was great. Uh, they acknowledged the fact with uh, Madison Rain that she's uh, competed for the Women of Honor Championship. She's uh, been a multi-time Impact Wrestling Knockouts Champion. She competed in the Mae Young Classic. So uh, they're definitely acknowledging a lot of stuff. Now, this match was a lot of fun. The standout by far was Tessa Blanchard. Like she is, first of all, she's the current knockouts champion. She was just killing it. And then of course, you know, a nice little moment on her way to the ring. Tully Blanchard was out there. Uh, Magnum TA was out there. Who's, who's, uh, uh, her uncle or stepdad. I can't remember exactly how it worked, but, um, they, they mentioned that, but, uh, everybody's related, right? But, uh, this was great. I, I love the uh, split personality of uh, Chelsea Green. Uh, Britt Baker came out to Adam Cole's old uh, Ring of Honor music, which was a nice tribute. And uh, Madison Rain got a lot of nice little uh, nice little action in. But uh, Tessa Blanchard did get the win with the uh, Hammerlock DDT. Looks like it was broken up at the end by Britt Baker, but uh, they called it. It was a three count, and that was it. Uh, next match, I was surprised they did this match so quickly. This was, was Cody Rhodes taking on Nick Aldis, a.k.a. Magnus, for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. They've been really hyping up this match, showing the training um, montages with Cody, interviews with Magnus. I keep calling him Magnus. I'm always going to call him Magnus. Nick Aldis. And, um, you know, they show Cody training with DDP and Glacier and Tommy Dreamer and all those guys. What I really liked about this is it just, it really made me think of like old school, like I'm thinking like Starcade, like old Starcade, like Flair and Harley Race, you know, where they're showing these guys with their camps. It's almost like MMA or boxing, you know, uh, Cody's coming to the ring. He's got Glacier. He's got. Uh, Tommy Dreamer's got uh, Brandy, of course. He's got, um, who am I thinking? Who, who am I missing here? DDP's with them. And uh, I believe it's Brandy's dad. And then, of course, Pharaoh. Pharaoh was there, the, uh, their dog, and it was awesome. But uh, the ovation for Cody was phenomenal. It really just, he was like super serious, and I loved it, right? And then on the flip side, when you have... All this coming to the ring. He's got, um, he's got a storm with him. He's got Jarrett with him. Um, who else did he have? We had Davari with him. I can't remember who the other guy was, but uh, he yeah, he was just booed out of the building, <laughs> right? But um, you know they shake hands. Uh, it, it's a good back and forth match. Now, a lot of things were happening in the beginning where Cody was going for a lot of high risk maneuvers. And all this was countering them to the point where Cody went for a dive to the outside. All this hit him with an elbow and looked like Cody was knocked out. Like Earl, Earl Hebner was the referee for this, by the way. And uh, he threw up the X, like the, hey, you're injured. And it looked like, like for real, like they were going to call the match. 
And DDP comes out, kind of like say, hey, Cody, are you good? Are you good? And then Davari comes out and says, no, this is a championship match. He has to get back in the ring. So then you know that it's it's definitely uh, part of the storyline. Now, I don't know. Maybe Cody was rocked a little bit, and this was a way to possibly um, maybe stall. But a uh, nice little spot when uh, Davari is in the ring arguing with the ref. And uh, DDP comes in there, hits him with a diamond cutter. Uh, Cody gets up, he's bleeding from the eye, like where uh, Magnus hit him, so I don't, I don't know if maybe that was a spot for him to blade, or if he was uh, busted open the hard way. Uh, Cody starts mounting a comeback, and then he just, he's exhausted, he's got all these this issues with his back, because he's he's, he's in the, the, I can't remember what they, what Aldous calls it, but it's a Texas Cloverleaf, and Cody can't lift him up, he can barely walk. And then all this is going to go for the flying elbow. Brandy's in the ring. She's like, no, don't do this. So all this jumps off the rope. Brandy covers Cody. She takes the full impact of the flying elbow from all this. Uh, Cody kicks out. Brandy's on the outside. And then eventually Cody hits the uh, disaster kick, hits the, uh, hits the crossroads, only for a two count. We do the spot where I call it the SummerSlam 92 spot where all this is coming off the ropes. Cody ducks. We got a sunset flip. Cody reverses the sunset flip for a one, two, three. We have a brand new NWA World Heavyweight Championship, our champion, uh, Cody Rhodes. It was so good. And this is like one of those things, and wrestling doesn't really do this to me very often, but this is one of those. I kind of got a little choked up about it because you're thinking about Dusty and when they hand Cody the belt, the same belt that his father held. And I know it's kind of like one of those, a lot of people were thinking Cody was going to win, but that's okay in this situation. Like his emotion when he was handed the belt, you know, kind of breaks down a little bit. Um, it was it was fantastic. And uh, it, the story was told perfectly. And um, it, it just, I, I'm so happy for the Rhodes family. Um, let's see, who was with... I'm trying to find out who the other guy was with. Oh, Samuel Shaw. Sam Shaw was with Nick Aldis. He's from... Uh, he was in Impact for a while. Uh, next match we got here was... Uh, <laughs> this was nuts here. This was going to be the Chicago Street Fight. We had Hangman Page taking on Joey Janela with Penelope Ford. This match was just bonkers, you know. We had fighting in the crowd, fighting with weapons. Uh, Cracker Barrel was one of their sponsors, and they literally had a Cracker Barrel barrel that they were using to fight. Um, backstory on this, uh, you know, if you don't know, uh, supposedly Hangman, Ham, Hangman, I can't talk to him, I'm so tired. Hangman killed Joey Ryan, and... <laughs> Um, he's got haunted boots. You have to watch, you know what? I can't explain it all. It's, it's so ridiculous to explain. He's got to watch being the elite and you can catch yourself up, but, um, just crazy spots through tables. Uh, hangman eventually gets the win and then the lights go out. We get, sounds like the Druids from the undertaker, but they're actually dudes dressed up in giant penis costumes. Joey, uh, I was going to say Joey Janela. Joey Ryan comes out. He's back from the dead. Um, beats the shit out of uh, Hangman Page and celebrates. So Joey Ryan's alive. Yay. Uh, but that was a great match. Uh, if you're into just 
hoss fight and brawling and all that, it's definitely um, definitely a match you got to watch there. Um, next match here. This is what I want to see. Maybe was kind of like I want to see like the there was no bad match, but this is one where it really it was like okay, this is definitely the cool down match, and this is for the uh, Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, we had Flip Gordon he came down with Randy Rhodes, and then um, as Jay Lethal's getting ready to go to the ring, he gets stopped someone uh, by someone by off camera. And uh, gets handed the old Macho Man glasses. So it's like, oh, he's going to maybe do something like uh, Black Machismo. Uh, Randy Savage's music hits. Out comes Lanny Poffo. Uh, leaping Lanny Poffo, the genius. Uh, A.K.A. Macho Man Randy Savage's brother. And then out comes Jay Lethal in full uh, Macho Man gear. Now I'm thinking this is his um, this is his Black Machismo gear. This is literally Randy Savage's gear he was wearing. So I thought that was so cool. Um, and this was actually, I, I cosplayed as Randy Savage as a dare to our work Halloween party. And this was the exact outfit that I used. It was like the, the black and then the, the red and the yellow, kind of like the Slim Jim colors. And it was just, it was awesome. Um, this whole thing with like Jay Lethal, I kept like snapping in and out of regular Jay Lethal. And then he would, you know, he would think he's Randy Savage. So he kept like going after Brandy, thinking like she was Elizabeth. Uh, so that was kind of nice little comedy spots. Uh, there was a couple spots during this match where you really thought that Flip was going to win, but uh, Lethal did win with the Lethal Injection, and then, you know, really good match. You know, they shook hands at the end. Uh, this is where uh, Bully Ray comes out to kind of beat everybody up. He's, he's just being an asshole. Comes out, he beats up Lethal, beats up Gordon, beats up Lanny Poffo, and... You think, like, I was hoping CM Punk was going to come out because we're in Chicago, but, uh, you know, just as good, if not better. Uh, Colt Cabana comes out, cleans house. Uh, they do a triple powerbomb on Bully Ray through the table. You got to believe that was a nice little F you to the Shield, to WWE. Um, but, you know, nice little feel-good moment. You know, Chicago and Colt Cabana got a nice little spot on the main show. Um, from here, we got, it was probably one of my favorite matches of the night, uh, Kenny Omega taking on Penta Al Zero or Pentagon Jr., whatever you want to refer to him as. Uh, Kenny's working through a little bit of a heel injury right now, and you would never notice if you watch this match. Um, one thing I noticed, he didn't come down with the uh, IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Uh, there was a couple other people who were champions that didn't do it, like Tessa Blanchard didn't come out with a knockout title. No big deal, right? Um, this was great, and it was there was such a contrast in styles, but they were just so good. Like, I, I can't go over every spot, but like when Kenny's going for the V trigger and he hits, he just nails Pentagon with a V trigger. And then Pentagon just looks up and he's like, zero fear. You're, I can't, I don't know what he says, but you know, the, the old hand motion, right? So he keeps hitting him with the, uh, the V triggers. Uh, the story was that Kenny kept going for the one winged angel and it kept getting blocked. They did the whole arm breaking spot. Uh, eventually, Kenny does get the win with the one-winged angel. Uh, then the lights go out. Of course, Pentagon's on the ground. Lights go out. Lights come back on. And it looks like Pentagon's still on the ground. But then Pentagon sits up and starts beating the shit out of Kenny Omega. But then you realize this looks a little bit different, right? You look at the tattoos. Right away, we know. Hits him with a code breaker. Unmasks. It's Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is at all-in. 
the IWGP Intercontinental Champion attacking the Heavyweight Champion. Um, he says, I'll see you at the Jericho Cruise. So nice little plug for the Jericho Cruise. Uh, awesome to see Chris Jericho doing those sneak attacks like he has been doing. And, and uh, oh, God, a New Japan. I need to go to bed. I'm like rambling. Plus, we only got a few more minutes left in the show here. I'm going to do a quick show. Uh, that was just, it was great. Uh, second to last match, we got Okada taking on Marty Skrull. This was uh, a good buildup to this. If you, a lot of this, these buildup is through being the elite. Okay, um, Okada just saying, hey, you're a junior heavyweight. You're not going to be able to match up to me. I'm a heavyweight. Keeps, keeps telling him, you belong in 205 Live. Uh, Marty got a hell of a reaction. Okada got an even bigger reaction. This was a great match. Hard-hitting, psychology-wise, just big man versus little, you know, I'm going to say little man, but just a smaller guy. Um, my favorite spot, and it's like a gif now, where uh, Okada's about to hit him with a Rainmaker, and then he starts motioning 205, and when he hits the five, Marty grabs his fingers and just snaps his fingers, and it was just so good. Uh, nice spot where Marty actually hits Okada with the Rainmaker. Okada hits him with like two or three more Rainmakers, gets the win, and uh, it was a great match. This one kind of ended abruptly. You could tell they were scrambling to get to that main event because uh, like Okada wins, and then... Maybe like 10 or 15 seconds later, his music cuts out. They cut to the graphic for the main event. We realized we've only got like maybe 15 minutes left until 11 o'clock. So I'm thinking maybe, you know, they don't have... We're so used to WWE just overrunning. Well, it's not like that with everybody else. They got to get out of there at 11 o'clock, right? And I kind of did hear something, I think, by accident coming through the headset of one of the commentators during the uh, during the Okada match talking about okay, we have to go home, like, go home as an end the match. But, um, yeah, you know, that's what it is. So we go right to the main event, and we have Rey Mysterio and Phoenix and Bandito uh, taking on the Golden Elite, which is Kota Ibushi and Nick and Maggie X and the Young Bucks. This match, I want to say it was maybe 10 minutes long. It was... They had to get this. Basically, it's like thirty minutes. Fit thirty minutes into like a ten-minute match, right? There was no hesitation. It was just nonstop. It was a spot fest, and it was great. It was high flying. It was lucha, and it was great. Everybody got showcased. Uh, Phoenix is amazing. Phoenix is so so good. Um, Bandito did some crazy spots here. He did like a fall away, like uh, moonsault splash to one of the bucks. Mysterio came out looking like uh, Wolverine, like classic Wolverine from the comic book for the yellow and blue Wolverine. So that was really awesome. Uh, I like his new music, too. Uh, it would be awesome if he can use that in WWE. Probably not, though. Um, Abushi looks like he got an even better shape. Like, this guy is amazing. Um, when Abushi and Mysterio had a chance to face off, the crowd just lost their minds, which was awesome. Um, the, there was, uh, we, we saw the more bang from your buck, uh, with, with, uh, with Ibushi in there. I don't know if they renamed it, uh, since they added him on there. Um, we thought we were going to get the win there. We got a breakup and then we got the Melcher driver from the bucks for the win. Golden elite wins as soon as they win. Cause this is like maybe like 10 58, they win 
they're like, all right, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they're, and the announcers, you could tell they're trying to be like, it's been a great night. We're so happy, blah, blah, blah. You know, you, and then all of a sudden the feed just like goes, it fades out. Like they got out of this show just in time. Like they could not have planned this better. I think they knew they were like, maybe somebody went over, maybe they didn't plan uh, timing wise for segments. And, and there was, there was like no segments really no real backstage or vintages or anything maybe like one or two but nothing crazy um but they knew they had to get out by 11 o'clock they they did it um we're just just in the nick of time and um from what i understand is that after the match uh this is what we don't see on the pay-per-view tonight is that mysterio got on the mic thanked the bucks and everybody for letting him be a part of history confetti dropped from the ceiling and then the rest of the Bull Club, or the, the elite, like Cody and uh, Kenny, Marty, Hangman. I think some of the, uh, the Bucks' wives came out, and um, Brandy and on all of them. They came out, celebrated in the ring, and then, excuse me, uh, just went off the uh, went off the air. From, well, it was already off the air, but that was the end of the show for the live crowd. Uh, I'm really hoping this gets some kind of DVD or Blu-ray release. Like, this is a... This is a show I want to own. Like, I don't really buy the WWE DVDs or wrestling DVDs anymore. But this is one where this show, I would never be doing a follow-up podcast for a WWE show. And I'm a WWE fan. Like, I'll watch every pay-per-view. Like I I said, yeah, I, I was going through wrestling fatigue, you know, a few weeks ago. But, I mean, I still watched, you know. But I don't do post, and not even for WrestleMania. <laughs> I never, I didn't even do a, a post show or anything like that. Um, just went to bed, right? But this one, I just felt like I had to do a show, you know? This was, this made wrestling feel fresh again. It was, and it's not a knock on WWE. It's not a knock on anything else. It's just, it was very noticeably well put together. It was them, you know, them being Cody and the Bucks and everybody else involved, listening to the fans and giving them what they want. You know, I don't, I don't think that any of anybody would have been disappointed with this. Like, I'm sure, like, and I think there's another day of like Starcast tomorrow. Like, it's it's not over, but this made me really love wrestling again. You know, and. It, it's just, it, it it was just phenomenal. And maybe it's just me kind of looking at it in rose-tinted glasses. You know, I just watched it, so I'm just hyped off the pay-per-view. But there's certain things you realize as they're happening. You're like, this is big. This is history. This is really cool. And this is something that I noticed. There's not one match on here that sucked. There's not one finish that I thought was botched or was stupid or anything like that it made me want to see like if this would ever be like a promotion and, and you know what I don't think it should ever be a promotion but I think like this is what Wrestlemania should be you know multiple companies coming together for one night a year and you know just a giant cross promotion show can you imagine if Wrestlemania was WWE and Impact and Ring of Honor and PWG and New Japan, Lucha Underground, all 
put in the one, like like the Woodstock of professional wrestling. This is what it needs to be. And I think this, if WWE can get, you know, a clue and get involved in something like this, it, it'll just make wrestling for the fans, especially those just run-to-the-mill fans, like just maybe, I don't, I don't want to say run-to-the-mill, but casual fans. Like I have friends that are like my wrestling friends that only watch WWE. Like they had no idea what All In was, you know? And they're like, what are you so excited for? What's, what's this All In, you know? And I really had to explain it. And they, some people just don't get it. But like if WWE were to get involved in something like this, it would just open so many eyes, so many more eyes to the great talent that is on the independent scene. And it, it, it could do nothing but good. And tonight did nothing but good. Like I'm super pumped. It's like, it's literally almost quarter after 12. And I'm sitting here talking into a microphone by myself. And <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's nuts. Um, again, I'm, I'm hoping that this gets released on DVD. I will, this will be something I'd want to own. And, uh, I hope they do this like just maybe once a year. I, I would like to see an all in too, or whatever you want to call it. But I, I think this is definitely, uh, something that, need, that needs to happen again, but not often, but just once a year, one time a year. That's, that's how it needs to be. Um, that's really all I got guys. Um, I will be, let's see, what's my wrestling schedule coming up. I'm going to be at, uh, AIW, uh, escape from Cleveland on September 14th. And I'm going to be at UXWA's maximum effort on September 15th. Uh, we have a lot of stuff coming up here. Uh, we have, I believe, Mega Championship Wrestling, I want to say, on the 8th. or I, I got to figure out the date on that. A lot of stuff going on here in Ohio. Let me know what you guys think uh, about All In. Please, if you can, hit us up on Twitter. It's Wrestling Geek Pod. And uh, we're also on Facebook and Instagram. Um, you can listen to all of our past episodes on iTunes. Right now, we're live on Spreaker. Uh, if you want to hit us up on Anchor, it's on anchor.fm, and you can listen to a lot of our episodes on there. You can send us little voicemails. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you think about All In, and uh, I'm going to get the other boys on the next show, but uh, for uh, myself and for everybody here at The Wrestling Geek, I just want to say thank you and good night. <laughs>